Happy Friday and welcome back to Westmont Works. We are now reaching the midway point of our spring 21 semester. It's hard to believe how quickly it's flying by, but it can also be a stressful realization. That said, our episode today is going to focus on mental health and finding self-love and self-worth amidst the trials of life. Before we dive in, it's important to note that mental health is paramount to accomplishing your goals. Many of us who took Fit for Life remember that mental health is one of the three pillars of wellness, and neglecting it can lead to detrimental effects. 39% of college students experience at least one significant mental health issue, and between 2007 and 2018, the incidence of depression, suicidal thinking, and self-injury among United States college students has doubled. Often we are launched into a mental health crisis by huge life changes, and while every circumstance is different, the important thing to remember is that you are not alone. Today we have the distinct pleasure of hearing from current Westmont senior Lauren Fries, as she's going to share her journey and remind us of the hope that accompanies recovery, both physically and mentally. So here today, we have joining us Lauren Fries, who is a senior here at Westmont. She's going to be graduating this semester. Lauren, we're so excited to have you on at Westmont Works. Thank you for having me. So Lauren um, is just a real um, beacon of hope in our community, and she's here to just talk to us about um, her journey through recovery of uh, mental health, as well as um, an actual physical recovery from um, a sport-related injury, not like a, a traditional sport-related injury, but um, nevertheless, Lauren, we're so eager to hear um, what you have to say and the wisdom that you have to give to us. Um, so just take it away. What really started um, your journey? Yeah, so it was actually um, a year ago, a little less, a little over a year ago in February, where I was attending a Westmont men's basketball game, and um, there had been a timeout called, and I was sitting with my team in the front row, and um, after the timeout, we had the ball, and um, the, our team must have mixed up a play or something, because I couldn't see, there was a, about a six-foot ref standing in front of me and all I know is I see the ref move and then my head was down and the ball came flying across the court I stuck my hand up to protect my face um, which ultimately threw me into the stands and I was more concerned I had a concussion oh my gosh but after after that I sat up and I looked down at my hand and my right hand which is my dominant hand and I looked down and my pinky was facing the wrong direction it was all purple and blue Um, so then I went over to the athletic table where um, they'd give me some, uh, ibuprofen wrapped it up and then I was rushed to the hospital right away. Oh my God. And, um, they put a needle in my hand to put it back into place. Um, and then, uh, some of my teammates had gone with me to the hospital and being not from California, obviously my parents weren't there. So Mm -hmm. I had to call them and just, you know, tell them what was going on. And it was all such a whirlwind. I mean, all the adrenaline and, um, you know, not knowing what was going to go on. So yeah, I didn't get back to my room till about 1am from the hospital and after having x-rays and all that. So then the next day I went um, to the doctor 
who is one of the best um, hand surgeons in California, which I'm super wow. total god thing. That yeah, I was sent. I was sent there. Um, <laughs> so at first, they had told me they were just going to put my hand in a cast for about six weeks and then remove it, and my hand would be good to go. I was like, all right, perfect. You know, off coming off such a high from fall season of volleyball, getting second in the yeah. nation and then having our spring season coming up. I was like, Oh, perfect. Like I'll be back to play, um, senior year and all that. Um, so I was like, okay, uh, that's what I was, I was thinking. I go into the doctor yeah. they inform me that I'm going to have to have surgery, um, have two five inch pins, um, and told me I had a spiral fracture from the bottom of my pinky down to my wrist. And oh my so I'm finding all this out by myself. And I, at that moment, I probably looked like a ghost. My face was so white, you know, just having all these doctors telling me, you know, what's going on. You got to come back in about four days to have surgery. You'll be out for about four to six weeks, blah, 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 you know. Oh my gosh. So then I go after I left to, um, I go back to Westmont, go to my coach's office and tell her, you know, I'm, I get that I have to have surgery because we didn't know that I was going to have to. And I, in that moment, there was a conversation that I'm not going to repeat. Um, let's just say I felt very alone, belittled. Um, and I don't think I, oh my gosh, I'm getting teary. I think about, um, I don't think I've ever felt so alone. Um, because when you go to college, you're, your athletic team becomes your family. And yeah. from what I experienced and what I was told, I, I, I mean, I didn't know. So, um, yeah, I went back to my room after that lovely conversation, um, called my mom and bawled my eyes out. And I don't think I'd cried that much in so long because I felt so lost. I felt no hope. I was like, Oh my gosh, like I'm never going to be able to play volleyball again. Um, and all this stuff. So she, my mom flew down two days later, um, just to be there with me for my surgery and stuff. Um, and then after my surgery, I came home because of COVID, you know, (laughs) we we didn't end up having a spring. Um, and so I started physical therapy and I, by the grace of God, I was healed in quicker than they thought about four weeks um they thought I'm sure you're very diligent patient oh (laughs) I was not patient they were like you can't work out for two weeks like you can't do any of this and I was like are you freaking kidding me so I mean when someone tells me I cannot work out not play volleyball I'm not a very happy camper so um, yeah after that I was put in a brace um and I remember trying to play tennis with my brother and his friends when I was put in my brace <laughs> after physical therapy and I don't think many oops sorry I don't think many people realize that your pinky actually does a lot like I could not grip anything and so trying to play tennis I could hardly grip the racket that was just unathletic I'd ever felt in my entire <laughs> life so I was like oh my gosh I can't even hit this tennis ball all right the now. pinky's fault all the pinky's fault it was all my yeah you know so I tried to take the brace off so I was like forget this thing um but then obviously that didn't work so I was just you know trying to do things I could to get back so you know being at home during COVID my dad built me one of those uh wooden volleyball boards and I was yeah. able to start you know Every week I would go to physical therapy. I'd be like, all right, how long till I can pass volleyball? You know, because yeah. I wasn't allowed to touch volleyball. I wasn't allowed to lift. I wasn't, I wasn't allowed to do anything. And 
that was terrible. Oh, two worst two weeks of my entire life. Yeah. yeah, worst two weeks of my entire life. Um, so once I was able to finally get hold of a volleyball, I was, you know, so excited and just, you know, getting back into the basics. But, you know, because of the way you have to hold your platform for your volleyball, my concern was I wasn't going to be able to hold it straight and grip mm. one hand into the other. So trying to force my pinky to go down yeah. was, you know, painful. And at one of my exercises I had is I'd literally just put – a hair tie from my pinky to my thumb and just go back and forth <laughs> and it was the, it was the stupidest little exercise but um yeah so then after that I was like you know some some thoughts that started settling in was I'm never going to be the player I once was I peaked I hit this high you know my career's over um now having COVID we're not going to have a season I'm not going to get my fifth year I'm not going to be able to go play you know I was just downhill spiraling I was um, for being so upbeat and uplifting personally all the time, I was just settling into this mopey phase, I guess you want to call it. Yeah. And I had to realize that for whatever reason, I was meant to go through that season and of my life. And I didn't know why. Um, but I think having an even stronger mindset coming out of that and mm. ultimately God was calling me to, to focus my eyes more on him yeah. and see that I'm more than just a volleyball player, that I am, you know, a daughter and a friend and, you know, all of these things that I needed to realize that was so positive and as hard as it was to get my eyes off of volleyball, because I hadn't done that shoot since I started when I was nine right. you know, I've, I've been playing volleyball since I was nine and you know from playing club to you know high school to uh beach I mean eat sleep play volleyball like that's literally my life and so God needed me to see that I needed to dive into who he says I am not who I think I am yeah. um but you know by his grace it was a four-week recovery process like I said and um my hands beautiful good as new now you wouldn't even know <laughs> um that that happened so hand modeling yeah. hand, no hand, hand modeling <laughs> might be in my, my future <laughs> so is, yeah that that's the rundown so of what happened um yeah and it is so it feels so disheartening you know on all these different levels you know COVID just added some in a lot of different ways a sense of purposelessness and for you there was something that already was just transpiring with yeah. the injury and and it just added that that mental element of just like feeling feeling lost, I'm yeah. sure. And um, obviously, like, like, praise be to God that you had such a great support system with your family and everything. And, um, and it was probably really hard, you know, with with your team, you know, yeah. they're not really knowing how to address it. And, and you not really knowing what you were seeking from them, but that miscommunication, whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Um, but were there other resources that you found um, that like helped aid the process to um, a healthy mindset or to a faster recovery, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, following, you know, professional athletes and um, even Victoria Garrick, she's a um, former USC volleyball player and she's very big into mental health and body image and Mm -hmm. all this kind of stuff. And um, so diving and listening to her stuff and then also Sadie Robertson, um, big, yeah. you know, uh, podcast, um, 
dives into God's word so much. Love that girl. Yeah, um, listening awesome. to her podcast, you know, yeah, I started listening to her podcast every morning when I was getting ready, um, you know, taking a shower, doing my makeup, whatever, just because, um, going through that process of having to teach myself to do everything with my left hand, mm. you know, have my hand in a garbage bag when I was in the shower and mm. couldn't even do, you know, put my hair in a ponytail, trying to find what shirt I could wear that my hand, you know, with the big brace could fit through. Like it was just so hard, you know, doing small things that we take for granted. And yeah. and that's what I realized that there are so many things that's, that I personally take for granted. Like being able to brush my hair in the morning, brush my teeth with my right hand, you know, yeah. we don't really think about these small things. And so I um, started to take sticky notes and put them on my mirror, around my door, yeah. and to start reminding myself of the positivity um, that's in my life. And then starting to, you know, write down new goals, you know, be mm. able to you know, pick up so-and-so or be able to start lifting again, you know, all these kind of things. I just had to re-frame uh, my mindset of where I had been and then where I was and then where I wanted to be because, you know, I've always been a big goal-oriented person. So yeah. um, just re-situating um, what I had known into something that I had to um, find hope um, going forward. Yes, absolutely. And like, what a, just a beautiful way, you know, a a difficult and beautiful way for God to just like show his presence. You know what I mean? Just like literally being able to say like, Lauren, I am your right hand. You know what I mean? I am here to help you and like be there for you and with you. Um, and just, you know, I, I totally understand where it's like, God, give me your eyes. Cause obviously like I can only see this far in front of me, you know what I mean? But giving that new perspective Mm -hmm. and, and keeping, um, our gaze, you know, on him instead of what, what we want or what we desire right now. Um, And how, I mean, obviously, you know, it's a daily process. Like you're saying, it's not just like, oh, I did these things and now it's all good. And like dandy. So what, what are things that you, you still are actively doing to maintain that, that healthy mentality? Yeah, totally. Uh, Obviously going through that, um, mental health has been super important to me. And even before that, mental health has always been super important to me. I mean, being a girl, we grow up in such a competitive world, um, you know, with body image, uh, sports always need to be the best, yada, yada, yada. So journaling has always been something that has been stable in my life. And when my hand um, became injured, obviously, because I couldn't write, I drifted. So I drifted away from that. And Mm -hmm. Once I was able to finally write again, I was like, oh, I'll start journaling tomorrow. Oh, I'll start journaling the next day, you know? And I just kept putting it off because writing has been so healing for me. And I was running away from wanting to feel those emotions and finally Mm. address what I had been feeling for so long. Yeah. And I finally had to say to myself, why do I keep putting things off to, you know, to do tomorrow that I could do today when I could start the healing, the, the internal healing mental process right now. I'm so focused on all these external physical healings that I need to focus more on the internal because that's Mm -hmm. what's going to show on the outside. But I was just so caught up in trying to, you know, get back to volleyball and start doing reps again that I wasn't focusing on the mental side until I started, you know, finally journaling again, writing those sticky notes again, um, you know, listening to podcasts and still, I'm still doing that, you know, I'm still getting back into journaling 
uh, writing new goals. I mean, as we're still in COVID, um, <laughs> you know, um, be able to go to the store. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Honestly, no more masks. You know, yeah. that, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, yes, you. we're all there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, diving in, you know, devotionals, feeding myself, feeding things that are going to, that I'm going to feel fruitful, that I'm going to yeah. feel whole because I was going to things that I thought were going to make me whole, um, you know, uh, succeeding and being finally done with physical therapy, you know, succeeding and finally being able to hit a ball again, you know, those things when what was really helping me to start feel whole again was, you know, God's word. And obviously that's, you know, what I needed to realize, but I was running from it. And what's crazy is that personally, I mean, I you know heard this from other people, but God is always there and he just wants us to talk to him and he's always there. And yet we run from it and we're like, no, no, (laughs) I know you're there, but I don't want to talk about it right now. I'll talk about it tomorrow. And so exactly. And it's so funny. I I totally, and I'll bet you and I are very similar in this way is, you know, I grew up in the church and I, I, Mm -hmm. I grew up in, and there's never been a moment where I'm like, oh, I strayed so far from God. You you hear testimonies, people were like, I turned away and I've never felt like I actively turned away, but just like you're saying, it's like that. Oh no, no. Like God is always with me. I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't need to talk to him right now or whatever. And, and then you, when you finally are at this like moment where you're like, what is going on in my world? And God's like, I'm here. Do you want to talk about it? Like, yes. Oh my gosh. No, I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and you realize yeah. you have to. And, and I love what you're saying with journaling. If that's how you do it, if you're someone who's more verbal about praying or whatever mm-hmm. it is, but it is so hard because a part of that is also God calling us to be accountable and responsible yes. for what's going on because only by addressing it, can he also be like, okay, well, I'm here to help mm-hmm. you and to be with you through it. Yes. So yeah. I, I completely agree and, and love what you're saying. Um, what is one thing that you wish you could tell yourself at the beginning of your process now that you're on the other side of it? If I could tell myself one thing, it's that in the moment I felt like my entire world was falling apart. I was like, I'm not going to be okay. This is not okay. I'm never going to be who I, you know, the player I once was, all my skills are going to go away. Like I was saying, I was just being so negative, but I needed to give myself more credit than I was giving myself Mm -hmm. that I'm a strong, godly woman and that I've been through so many things in the volleyball world in my life, not just volleyball, but outside of volleyball and that I'm stronger mentally than I think I am not just physically um but more um strong mentally and spiritually than I gave myself credit for I you know I think I let myself go into that hole of just feeling sorry for myself because I I felt that I could but when I realized I was like you know what I'm gonna come out stronger mentally physically and spiritually not just one you know, not just half of one of those, but all yeah. three of them, and that this process is going to help me um, ultimately keep growing to the person that God has called me to be. Yes. Amen, girl. Um, what are some or one of the choices that you've made since, um, since then that you're most proud of? It can be, you know, like you're saying the sticky notes, but is there also something that you're like, you know, what, I, that was uncomfortable, but I'm proud of myself for doing that. Yeah. Uh, writing bigger and scarier goals. I love the quote that if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. And so (laughs) I, you know, I've always been 
um, like I said, a very goal oriented person, but my, I realized I was writing down goals that were limiting myself. And I, mm. I've always wanted to see what I'm capable of in, uh, in volleyball and outside of volleyball and just being able to keep pushing myself more and more, whether that be in the weight room, the classroom, you know, with journaling, you know, with Bible, um, with volleyball and just, um, looking myself in the mirror at the end of the day and and knowing that I did everything I could um to be the best I could that day and and just being um proud of myself I think everyone needs to be a little more proud of their self some days when you know things aren't going away absolutely um and then what is one thing or sorry uh, what are some piece of pieces of advice that you have for students that maybe suffering from mental exhaustion or spiritual brokenness for themselves right now? I think just take time for yourself. I've always been a person that's go, 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 and just not having any downtime. And I think it's important um, to give yourself that needed space to just decompress Mm. and just, you know, let yourself have that time and, you know, put, homework down you know even just like 10 minutes take a 10 minute nap you know do something that's gonna make you happy whether that be drawing going to the beach going on a run I don't know just do something every day that's going to fill you and make you a better person and a happier person yeah absolutely well, Lauren, if there is anything else you want to tell us, I mean, this is just so awesome. I don't know, a, a couple weeks, these past few weeks, we've had some awesome people come on. And I just love that you're just continuing this theme of in this world, like our environment is constantly changing. And it does feel like God is just allowing these things to come in, these obstacles to come in and test us. And so it's so great to hear from a fellow student, just of ways that it's not this Pollyanna, oh, everything's great and dandy, mm-hmm. but given our environment, given the things around us, how can we respond positively as Christians, as ch- uh, children of Christ? You know what I mean? And it's just yeah. so good to hear that from you. Yeah. Yeah. I, first of all, thank you for having me. And, and I just want to close with just, if you're ever feeling alone, whether whatever you're going through, it can be something small, it can be something big, know that you're not alone. Mm -hmm. Know that God hears and sees anything you're going through. You may not be a Christian. You may, you know, not go to church, but just know that God is always with you. He Mm -hmm. um, loves you so much more than you will ever know. And that um, I always thought of, you know, going to counseling or seeing someone or talking to a mentor or coach as, you know, it's being seen as weak, mm, but yeah. those things are, are seeing those people that are um, specialized in those fields are actually going to help you. They're there to help you yeah. and strengthen your, your mental game. I, and uh, sports are so mental, you know, and yeah. you can be so good, but if you're mentally weak, you know, then you might struggle. And so I think yeah. that your mental game is just as important as your physical game. So absolutely Lauren that is so wonderful thank you so much for joining us (laughs) thanks for having me I really um thank you for just letting me share my story and I hope it touches at least one person I am confident that it will and we are just so grateful (laughs) for you and your vulnerability but also your strength so thank you so much thank you have a good night you too Thank you so much for tuning in to another one of our episodes. 
really the message that we want to get across to you today is that whatever your circumstances are, there is a community who wants to be there for you and to support you. Perhaps it's your family, your friends, your teammates, your church, or even professionals. But the important thing to remember is that isolation is not the answer, and you are loved beyond measure. As far as outreach goes, really at The Cove, we want to help you with your life and your journey beyond Westmont, but also know that there is an intricate web of professionals here at our beloved school um, who want to help you, whether that's through peer coaching. Um, of course, you can always come to our office and we will find someone and hook you up with someone who um, is really secure in that field and who will help and guide and mentor you. But then also, if you're just looking for connection, someone to talk to, someone to reach out to, that's what your CDAs are for as well. So just be looking out for those hall emails they send. Um, I'm sure they're going to be coming up with some events soon for your haul, which would be really fun. Always check out our Instagram to see what's going on. Um, if you're wanting connection in the community, um, we have a lot of wonderful people who are constantly trying to get outreach um, through internships or jobs or whatever it is that we post all of that to our Instagram. So thank you so much for tuning in once again. Um, I hope that you are well, that you are feeling prepared for your midterms should they be coming up soon. And thank you so much for allowing Westmont Works to work with you.